Welcome to the world of Pokemakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokemon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokemon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time we created the science branch of Museo Capelina, in which we talked about how we use the Pokedex as the main playthrough objective, catching Pokemon, battling them, and taking on mysterious outbreaks of Pokemon where they shouldn't be, including Alpha Pokemon. They're back. In Alpha form. <laughs> We also created the professor associated with that branch of the museum, Professor Poplar, who is a little bit spacey, but very dedicated to science and discovery. Very scatterbrained young professor who just loves being out exploring and discovering new things and doesn't pay attention to the things that might kill her. <laughs> okay. She gets the job done. And we created two new Pokemon, our first pure wind-type Pokemon. Curlam and Swirlorn. Two Pokemon based on the Marco Polo sheep and the Cornu, which is a type of horn. It's an ancient Roman musical instrument. I say musical, it was more about alerting troops in battle, but it's musical wind instrument. It's a wind instrument and a sheep. And it has a signature ability of air horn. It's not often that our Pokemon come with our own cry. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because we've had some technical difficulties. We are currently recording this as we are trying to schedule the podcast to go live and the file were corrupted. So we've already had all these discussions. So rather than the usual discussion format, we're just going to be presenting this information as quickly and as clearly as we can. We're here to be concise and we're here to tell you some cool stuff. So let's get right into it with our art branch over in Trainer's Choice. to the branches of the museum. The art path, we had talked about wanting to do something similar to contests. And I decided, let's do contests. Which is great. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Pokemon contests were brilliant. They were the first different kind of thing you could do in Pokemon. The first exploration of doing something besides catching and battling Pokemon. So Generation 3, Ruby and Sapphire introduced Pokemon contests as the first new thing you could do with Pokemon besides catching and battling. Kind of revolutionary when you think about it. Yeah. They were about giving performances with Pokemon. They were about using moves and like making them look pretty and nice and do <laughs> special things in that way and appealing to a judge. Not so much battling other people, but competing alongside other people who are also just using their Pokemon to perform. Generation 4, Diamond and Pearl, built on that with Pokemon Super Contests, <laughs> where as part of the first round, where you're just showing off how pretty your Pokemon is, the previously the only impact you had was using Pokeblock to make them look nicer. And you still now use Poffin to do the same thing, with a slightly different minigame to make Poffin. Now you can also dress them up with accessories to match a theme that the game randomly provides for you. So cute. It's great. There's also a dancing mini game, which is a rhythm game in the middle as well, which is fun. Just also cute. A little extra thing. And then the moves part of the round, which they call the acting round, <laughs> is also built on here because now instead of just the one judge, there are three different judges and you get bonuses if you appeal to a different judge than anyone else. And they each have their own meter that builds up. It took everything that was introduced and did more more, which is great. For the sake of contest as well, every move is given new stats. It's given a new type, one of five contest types. Cute, beauty, smart, tough, and cool. Mm -hmm. And every move has its own stats that work uniquely for contests based on its appeal and how it can interact with other Pokemon. And then they kind of went away. Generation yeah. 5 had a few gimmick things, like Pokemon musicals were introduced, which were really not great. <laughs> Black and White 2 had Pokestar Studios, where you're using your Pokemon to make a movie, which is fun. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. No. 
Hard Gold and Soul Silver had the Pokeathlon, which is all minigame based and was really fun, but again, it's not the same thing. Yeah. It's not the same kind of strategy game that you expect from Pokemon. Yeah. And then, besides remakes, that was kind of it. So, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire remade Pokemon Contest as Pokemon Contest Spectacular. <laughs> and mechanically, it's basically the same thing. It's just got a lot more visual flair now on the 3DS instead of the Game Boy Advance. And then Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. We don't talk about Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl because they <laughs> just butchered contests instead of doing anything good with them. You know how Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were just straight remakes of the original games? Yeah. Except that they made them worse. They didn't improve <laughs> anything, they just made it worse. Aww. So nothing's really been done in this area for a long time. Yeah. And it's wild because the anime made such a big thing of it. Mm. May, as Ash's new companion, the first new female companion, was given this whole new focus of the show and then Dawn carried that on when she took over mm. and it just became a whole thing. They were given new rivals and new characters and new things to do. Yeah. It built on the way you do contests as well by having them be more battle focused and eventually it became more about double battles as well so you can have two Pokemon interacting in unique and interesting ways and combining their moves mm -hmm. and that's a thing I want to build on a lot here as well. Combining okay. moves because you're not going to just use one Pokemon in our new version of contests. Oh. Tell me more about how we're going to build on this concept. Essentially we're going to start with the basis of Super Contest. They're the best version of Contest from original Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. Agreed. And add on that. Because like again, those are really cool and fun, just not quite big enough to be the main focus of mm -hmm. a playthrough. Essentially, I'm thinking that's like half of what Contests are. And those are like qualifying rounds before you go on to, to a later round. And I'll get to what that round is shortly, but let's go in order. Mm -hmm. Rather than signing up for a contest of one of the five types, mm -hmm. as we mentioned before, we want our art branch to be focused on thematic teams. Aesthetically thematic. Yeah, such as we've talked a lot about a cat team of Pokemon. Yeah. Or what if it's a food theme of Pokemon. Classic, yes. Yeah. Things that are flavorfully and lore-wise connected in ways that we understand that aren't mechanically in Pokemon otherwise connected. Mm -hmm. Now they kind of are. Yeah. Each contest hall, because like with gyms, there'll be a unique location for each one of these as mm -hmm. we get to them, will have its own focus. But I do also still want to bring back the contest types and move with stats in a similar fashion to that. Mm -hmm. Like the gaining hearts and everything and taking away hearts from each other. And the way the contest types will matter is that now each of the three judges will be focused on a specific contest type. Okay. So you're not just using moves for one specific contest type, but you could and just focus on one judge the whole time. Mm -hmm. Unless you want to sabotage other people, there's a lots, there's still lots of decision making to be made there. A variety of ways to play the game. Yes. But we don't want to like completely randomize this. And also we don't want there to just be five of these locations or anything. So each contest hall will have a fixed judge for that location. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking there'll be five characters as well that are the judges. Okay. One to represent each type. Okay. And so each location has a judge representing that type. And then the other two judges are randomized from the remaining potential types. Mm -hmm. And before you begin your contest, you will get told what types are going to be used in that contest so you can choose your Pokemon accordingly. Perfect. The first round, the dress up round, we'll play mm -hmm. similarly. We'll have something similar to Poffin or Pokeblock that we can talk about later yeah. as well. Yeah. And then the first round will play out similarly in that you'll dress up your Pokemon. But now I'm picturing this, you know, on modern hardware on the Nintendo yeah. Switch. So you get to do a lot more elaborate things. There can be accessories specific to individual Pokemon. Oh. Specific to themes of Pokemon. Yeah. 
a lot of ways to play with that. And this will be the first time in a new game, at least, that you'll have, in fact, well, fully, this will be the first time you'd have full trainer customization in the game of contest. Because obviously we're going to have trainer customization. Yeah. We haven't talked about that, but yeah. obviously. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire didn't have trainer customization. It just, like Diamond and Pearl, gave you a costume for them. Mm. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl had minor trainer customization, but not much. Yeah. This, you'll get full customization so you can build your own outfits for the contest as well you to match. You can match your themed team. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. And you make a whole presentation together. Because again, the anime made a big deal about the coordinators dressing mm. up for the contests yeah. and wearing unique outfits. And sometimes they were themed. Overall, it's just going to end up being a lot more like the anime. I like it. The middle round, previously the dancing round, mm -hmm. there'll be a variety of mini games. Each one can be unique to the different locations as well. So it could potentially tie in thematically. Okay. You're at a food themed one. It's a baking style mini game now. Perfect. Adorable. Right? Mini games we can draw on. Pokemon's dabbled with mini games before. I mentioned the Pokeathlon already. Mm -hmm. And also, of course, everyone's favorite classic, Pokemon Stadium mini games. Yeah. Everyone mash that button to make that Magikarp jump. <laughs> Everyone throw those Ekans onto the Diglett. <laughs> All those classic fun mini games, something like that. I love that. I yeah. I think that's really fun. Or you know, in Pokeathlon, using your Pokemon to do judo chopping and breaking bricks, or <laughs> a literal running race. You know, yeah, yeah, all that yeah. kind of wide stuff. variety of things that we can pull from there. Yeah, and then as I said, the moves round at this part will be very similar to the base game, except that now the three judges are focused on specific contest types. Cool. But that's only the first half of our new contests. Okay. Because that's the qualifying round, and if you win that, you. We now get to take on the idol. Ooh. Idol in like the Japanese sense of basically celebrity, kind of, you know, pop okay. culture celebrity. Yeah, like yeah. Often singing, dancing. Fashionable, yeah. like, contests. Yeah. yeah. You know the type. You've seen yeah. an anime before, probably. <laughs> These characters are idols, and each contest hall has an idol in charge of its location. Mm -hmm. And this is where the themes are really going to come into play, because we're bringing back triple battles. Triple battles? Triple battles originally introduced in black and white, where you have three Pokemon out. This means you can use both move combos liking contests from the past over multiple turns, and move combos with multiple Pokemon at the same time. Ooh. So contests in the past, as well as battles in general to some extent, have had move combos. My favourite one was always Defense Curl into Rollout. Nice. Two moves focused on rolling up in a ball. If you use Defense Curl the turn before you use Rollout, you get a big bonus on your hearts nice, for that nice. move. So we can have moves like that, and those will be the main focus still in the earlier part, obviously. But this part can still have those, but also have move combos like the Pledge moves, which were three moves exclusively available by a Move Tutor originally, and only could be learnt by Starter Pokemon. Fire Pledge, Water Pledge, Grass Pledge, and using any two of those in a battle in the same turn grants a bonus effect. Okay. Such as the Fire and water pledge moves, if you use those at the same time, it creates a rainbow over your side of the battlefield. That's fun. Which doubles the chance of special effects as well, like flamethrower burning, for instance. How neat. Those still have big mechanical effects, but they're also unique special flavor effects. One of yeah. them was creating a swamp, for instance. Yeah. Like, those kinds of visual effects are exactly what we want to see from these contest exactly. combo moves anyway. Yeah, yeah. So the mechanical bonuses you get aren't as important as creating thematic and interesting visual displays. Yeah. We're the art path. We're about Absolutely. creating interesting things to look at and see and interact with. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and there could be many more combos like that in yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a hypothetical game that doesn't exist. Every pair of moves combos in some way. <laughs> It's one of those things like, you know, in New Pokemon Snap, where people are still to this day discovering new interactions with yeah. how you use the Pokemon. There will be countless combos. You know, the kind of thing that would make Joe Merrick cry himself to sleep. <laughs> 
what we aim for here on Pokemakers. We want to make Joe Merritt cry with how much we introduce. Oh. <laughs> In a good way. <laughs> <laughs> and so, when you begin the contest, you'll choose your main Pokemon that you use for that first half. Mm -hmm. With the dressing up and the media game and performing against three other contestants. Yeah, that but one has to stay in it. Yeah, so you'll choose that one as your main Pokemon and then you'll choose your two extra Pokemon that will come out to support during this final part. Which, now that I'm saying that, they're like backup dancers. Yeah! Which I hadn't thought about it in those terms. I like, ah. How cute. <laughs> and this is also really fun because this means that the idol, the person that you are going up against, you get to see all of their Pokemon at once. You mm -hmm. get to see like all three of their Pokemon together yep. being that themed team mm -hmm. aesthetically. And like in normal Pokemon battles, yeah, you get to see each of the Pokemon, but you don't get to see them all lined up together. Yeah. And again, they'll have their signature Pokemon as their mm -hmm. main focus and the backup dances behind that. It's all about the look and the mm -hmm. display. And I love that. I'm here for that. So again, this is drawing very much on contest battles from the anime where Mm. They compete directly against someone else and use moves against that Pokemon. But the focus is not on knocking those Pokemon out. It's about scoring points or reducing your opponent's points mm. over a timed battle. They okay. specifically had a clock. And I'm thinking rather than a clock, the way we'd want to time this battle. Because I still want it to be the same strategy-focused, turn-based combat. Yeah. So you do it with a timed number of rounds. Yeah, a certain number of rounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So rather than Terrastal raids, they're more like Dynamax raids. I see, I see. And so that's... That's the, the gist of it, essentially. You would travel through and there'll be a certain number of these that will determine later exactly how many. Yeah. So we've talked about, obviously there would be eight gyms. We talked about there being ten locations with the Pokemon. Mm. I'm not quite sure what would be the right number here. Because, you know, with the five contest types, five would be ideal. But that's too small for a game. Yeah, it doesn't seem like quite enough. Ten might be too many. Ten feels like too many. This seems like it's more on par with, like, the amount of effort it would take to do a gym. Potentially. So, like, something closer to that number. Mm. But that doesn't come out quite right with the numbers. So we'll think on that. Yeah. For this being a major focus of a game and potentially your chosen way to play through the story and progress, mm -hmm. there will be NPCs out in the field who will challenge you to like to these triple contest battles to yeah. practice your idle battles in particular. It's important that you will have opportunities to practice. Yeah. There'll yeah. be other ways to practice other parts of the contest as well, mm -hmm. including, as previously, just by choosing to practice at contest halls. Yeah. But there'll yeah. be other ways to interact with them as well. There will still be trainers out and about. They'll have little themed teams. Yeah. Ah, that's absolutely. so fun. And you can practice your combo moves. Yeah. As with the other paths, this will also tie into the villain team's plot eventually, and we'll figure that out much later for the now. Yeah. But that's the main focus. That is the art branch of Pokemon Marble and Bronze. I love it. So, now that we've got that taken care of, let's go and talk about our new professor in the Fame Tracker. Right off the bat, I had a name that I wanted for this professor that I found whilst we were doing work on Professor Cedar, mm -hmm. because I was like, that's a really good fun tree word. Wait a minute, that word works better for an art professor because it also means to make things look pretty and nice. Professor Spruce. <laughs> He's gonna come spruce up the place. Yes, and because of our discussion, we already know this is going to be a male professor. I think they should be called Bruce Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Bruce. Bruce Bruce. Uh... Boot the hoose. <laughs> Originally, we had wanted to make this professor a little bit more serious because our other professors are a little bit more on the goofy side. We want to kind of rein the other professors in. Yeah, but there is some input on our Discord. T-Witch Gremlin on Discord said, I really need the other prof to be equally a disaster because then it makes the museum director basically the mom friend of the group, which I love. Plus it implies that she took all of the cast-offs slash outcasts that the other museum either wouldn't hire or want to get rid of, which I think adds a lot to the story and her character. And I love 
that so much. Yeah, even if it's not necessarily directly the other museum, but just the, like, the scientific or artistic community in general or whatever. She's giving these people a chance who yes. have been rejected for some reason or another. Yeah, people with clear talent and potential mm -hmm. that other people don't see in them. And she, Director Donna, is all about that and bringing out the best in them. And I love that. That makes me so happy. So Director Donna will be the person who reigns them all in yeah, to some extent. Yeah, she's the more serious one. Which means that our art professor gets to be a bit of a goofball. <laughs> What kind of a goofball? So we had talked about Professor Poplar, like, missing... What was it? Missing the forest for the trees? Mm. Like, focusing on... Focusing like, on very things. little details and ignoring the giant monster that's about to attack from behind. Exactly. I like the analogy of the Gravity Falls intro sequence, where Dipper, Mabel, and Stan are examining a footprint on the ground mm. while standing in an enormous footprint. Yes, yes. I think Spruce is the opposite of that. What does that mean? Instead of getting distracted by all the minutiae and the nitty-gritty he sees things from like a greater perspective and he is enamored with the beauty of the world around him you'll be on some mission or some quest to go somewhere and do something and he will he'll see like the sky just the the landscape behind you and he'll stop and be like hold on i gotta do a painting like he'll just <laughs> yeah not just like i'll take a photo and maybe i'll work with that later no i'm going to pull out my easel that i'm carrying with me and yeah. paint right now yeah like everything is art and everything thing is beautiful yes. and like he'll just get swept away in this like overwhelming emotion of how grand the world mm -hmm. is of course that will also include pokemon battles naturally and pokemon contests and other forms as well and i just realized i'm gonna mm -hmm. forgot to mention that our new form of contest will be pokemon contests magnifico playing into the italian themes and just and just building them up as more and bigger and grander than ever before yes Oh, he's big into everything is Magnifico. Magnifico! That's, that's Spruce's, like, catchphrase. <laughs> he's like, ah, Magnifico, Magnifico. Um, <laughs> so... Bellissimo. Bellissimo. Bellissimo is also Bellissimo. very good. Yeah, also good. So this guy is, like, he dabbles in, like, every art medium. He's tried mm -hmm. everything out. He does the, like, the dance and the, the performing arts. He does the painting and, like, the fine arts. He does more modern art, like, film and photography. Like, you name it, this guy has tried it. Mm -hmm. Um, which is important, because, like, he will get distracted by any and every kind of form of art. He sees beauty in, like, everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Naturally, with this focus on art and beauty, he's big into fashion too. So very, when yeah. we're talking about how this character looks, super fashion. Still wearing a lab coat because we're working in a museum and we are a Pokemon professor, even though our focus is on art and beauty. Yeah. Don't worry about the logic there. Has to wear a lab coat. Enjoys wearing a lab coat for the beauty aesthetic it's of a, working in a museum. It's a look for him, the yeah. lab coat. <laughs> it's a flared lab coat. Oh my gosh. With a big old popped collar. Yeah. Like almost vampire. Empirical. Seto Kaiba. Yes. Seto Kaiba like with this coat. Uh, <laughs> he gives me a little bit um Kakui mixed with uh, Sycamore. Sycamore. Professor Thank Sycamore, you. yes. Yeah. Somewhere in that kind yeah. of name. More leaning towards Sycamore, I yes. think. Yes, yeah, yeah. But with like the the vivacity and enthusiasm of the professor who lets his Pokemon attack him exactly. to examine their moves. Exactly. He thinks that's beautiful. Yeah. What a way to interact with the world around you. It's performance really, art. really feel things. Poetry know? in motion. <laughs> Looks-wise, probably kind of similar to Sycamore. A little 
little bit. I think he's blonde. Very blonde. Extremely blonde. I picture very similar to Fabio as well. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the the bodybuilder model who did old spice ads for a while. Yeah, this guy could definitely be a model. He has yes. dab- he has dabbled in modeling. Yeah. Oh, he's of, definitely yeah. a former idol. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm picturing like that like very this is it's kind of like a stereotype. Very stereotypical um attractive Italian man, mm. like Mediterranean tan. An Italian stallion? <laughs> sure. <laughs> But he's, he's very confident. He's very mm-hmm. suave. Very flirtatious. Yeah. This man will flirt with anyone. He will. Unless they ask politely not to. Not even politely. Yeah. If they, if they say no thank you, he will he will leave us alone. That he's is a, politely. He is a gentleman. I understand. But saying no thank you is politely. That's true. <laughs> I like that that's your idea of a way to say no to someone without being polite is to say no thank you. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, so he's he's very confident and very suave, very flirty, and a little bit manic. Like, okay. he's just kind, like, he's just kind of all over the place, very excitable. Mm-hmm. Always, always, like, going. Yes. And of the three butterfly Pokemon, Professor Spruce would, of course, use Vafrida, the ice type. Ice crystals as an art form in and of themselves. Absolutely. Come on. Yeah, he's all over that. Yeah. Actually, he loves all the butterflies, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, his is obviously the best one, but he wants the rest, too. Yeah. Oh, I imagine him, his idol team is the butterflies. He uses the other ones as oh, the support Pokemon that's so with Farfredo as his main. Oh, <laughs> a little bit of like a butterfly aesthetic too Mm. um he's gone all in very social butterfly of a man (laughs) and that's professor spruce that's professor spruce so with professor spruce all we've got left to do today is talk about our new pokemon who's that pokemon in our original recording we struggled with this pokemon quite a bit so we're going to talk about what we had and then i think we're going to tweak things around a little bit too to improve it for ourselves Mm -hmm. so previously we had just made our first pure wind type pokemon so for this episode we wanted to make our first pure astro type pokemon yes so i had been looking at italian inventions Mm -hmm. something kind of sciencey um and both microscopes and telescopes are italian inventions make things look bigger yeah lenses it's a whole like those is a small microscope guy into a larger telescope guy. It makes sense as an evolution line, as a, th- as a thread for developing. Mm-hmm. So what I had specifically was this small, like, four-legged microscope creature who's always looking down at the ground. He's got sort of this lens-like nose-shaped face, like a tubular face with a lens sort of on the end. At one point, I was kind of imagining it almost like an anteater-like face. A little bit, yeah. But, like, much shorter. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. The, sh- the overall shape. And so it, like, is always looking down and it can project the images of whatever it sees below it sort of like behind it through the other end of its head it can like project the images larger so that you can get a better look and then it would evolve into a an upright like bipedal version for the telescope bipedal or tripedal more bipedal but he's got a tail to make him look like a tripod yeah tail that's like length and size and very similar to a leg it could probably like act as a leg in a pinch probably like yeah. if it needs to lean back it can support itself with its tail which does a lot of leaning back because this the the telescope pokemon has you know longer nose with the mm-hmm. lens on the end always looking up instead of <laughs> looking down and can do the same thing um projecting images of stuff that it sees very far away um closer so that you can 
get a better look at it. Uh, the names we had come up with for these little guys uh, were Micro Scoot and Telescoot. Based on how they move around, essentially. Because they just move around on their little legs. They do a little scoot. Abilities were one of the easier parts for these ones. Yeah. Uh, abilities we had, Micro Scoot had Pickup and Kenai, and then Tinted Lens is a hidden ability. And then Telescoot still had Kenai and the hidden ability Tinted Lens, but replaced Pickup with Technician. But we had a lot of problems with designing these guys. In particular, I felt that either they needed something a bit more than just being a little microscopic. I felt like if they're going to have these animalistic bodies, that should be coming from somewhere, from some particular animal perhaps to draw on. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't quite get to that in our original discussion. Yeah, because I neglected... <laughs> <laughs> I neglected to make it clear that, like, when I was saying they're just, like, little guys, I meant, like, they're, like, little alien creatures. <laughs> For some people, little guy is not inherently synonymous with alien. I meant, like, an otherworldly, non-existent <laughs> being. Right, but little guy can also refer to my pet parrot. That's fair. Or a child. <laughs> or just my short friend Jeff. <laughs> So we decided that we were going to give them some alien-like aspects. Yeah. So again, with those original designs, we had kind of scaled back on the animalistic bodies a bit, but we can bring that in a bit more now with these weird alien aspects. We've still got some other alien-like elements, like orbs along the bodies and designs. Orbs and gem type yeah, just, stuff. Pokemon loves an orb or a gem. Just you know, think of like random little blobs that are on Regigigas and yeah. the Regis and things. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just orbs on the just body. some orbs. Um, you also added something just now onto your sketch that's really cute. I did. I've given them little alien antennas. And like, if they were to be like, yeah, electron microscopes or electric mm. or telescopes, whatever, they would probably want something like that to communicate elsewhere anyway. Yeah. So it fits. It does. And um, also it's cute and silly. It is cute and they're adorable. They've yeah. got really big eyes. Their mm -hmm. eyes are not the lens of the microscope or telescope. Their eyes are on the side. And yeah. Because I wanted to do something different than Strixilis, which we did last season. Yeah, as another telescope-themed Pokemon. Mm -hmm. With the microscope-based one in particular, it really gives me, like, some of the art in particular really gives me vibes of, like, the Pixar lamp. Yeah. Which, it's, it's got kind of that energy. Yeah. They're very cute, and I love them very much. Obviously, Pokemon has dabbled with alien Pokemon before, which are very likely to show up in our adapted list of Astro Pokemon, mm -hmm. most notably with LGM and BHM. Yes. Which are just straight up little green men and bug-eyed yeah. monsters. Kind of generic alien tropes. Mm -hmm. But it's not the only alien Pokemon they've done. Clefairy and Clefable have talked about being from space as well. Yeah. Starmie is often referred to as being from space. Mm -hmm. Even Orbeetle, particularly its Gigantamax form, is ba is a UFO. It is, yeah. So there are a bunch of Pokemon. Also, of course, you've got Pokemon that are just generically from space, like Minior as a meteor from space. Yeah. Solrock and Lunatone. Mm -hmm. Deoxys, a lot of the Ultra Beasts. So there's a lot of space yeah, theme Pokemon already. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're doing the Astro type. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's unique to just say aliens, but these are aliens with another element. So I feel like it's still adding something yeah. unique and distinct in that way. And specifically what's going on here, we decided, was that uh, their little alien critters sort of sent to this planet. They could come down to this planet to observe and like investigate. That's why they've got these lenses with these projector things. They're they're beaming those images home. <laughs> you, might hear, you might say they're here to scope things out. They're here to scope things out. On a micro and telescale. Exactly. It's like some sort of scope micro and scope teller. <laughs> They're here to see everything <laughs> uh, near, far, small, large. Yeah. They're here to see it all. And so based on that, we're going to tweak those names by just one letter each. <laughs> 
<laughs> to micro scout and telescout. Yeah. They're scout Pokemon. They're here to scout things out. Here to see things and investigate and... Explore the world. I'm not sure we actually talked about it at all originally. What colour scheme are you thinking for these? Oh. I kind of like going with a bit of a monochromatic thing. Yeah. Like very black and white with maybe one other key colour. Like maybe, I don't know, purple or something. Kind of space mm. feeling. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. Like black and white, particularly for the sake of the telescope, like space yeah. and stars. And I think that can still work nicely for the microscope. I think so. But what if, I just had a thought, microscope, the colours are inverted. Uh, and white's the main focus with black being I like, secondary. I like that. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's Big fun. visual distinction there. Because they're like reversing the, the way that their lenses work. Yeah. They're not really. They are both just magnifying lenses. But, but they're doing things in a different way. They're different kinds. <laughs> yeah. And so that's our new Pokemon. And I'm a lot happier that now with them than I was when we originally recorded. Yeah. <laughs> So today, we've created the art branch of Pokemon Marble and Bronze and the Museo Capolina, in which you're taking on a new revived version of Pokemon Contests. Pokemon Contest Magnifico! We've also created the professor associated with the art branch, Professor Spruce. And we've got two new Pokemon, Microscout and Telescout. Two mono-astro-type Pokemon based on a microscope and a telescope and aliens! <laughs> Before we sign off, though, just to mention, we are going to be looking for a bunch of guests to come on to be gym leaders and idols and other characters. And we're not done with groups of characters that we're going to want guests to come on and record for. Stay tuned for next episode where we've got one more group of characters who are going to be a bunch of that we're going to want some guests to come on and help us create. So don't get your heart set on anything yet. But until then, thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as... Home Viewing. Cult Classics. And Green Mountain Mysteries. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at, at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network community Discord. Or if you'd prefer, you can send us an email to fiercepodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, gotta, gotta make them all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Cult Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life.